Welcome to the Connected Teamwork Podcast by Growth Leaders Network. How do we learn to truly thrive together? How do we stay connected to our authentic selves, each other, and our purpose as a team, especially when challenged? How do we unlock the deeper levels of group intelligence? Enjoy this episode of the Connected Teamwork Podcast and learn practical tools to evolve the connectedness of your team to its next level. Hi, and welcome to Connected Teamwork Podcast. We are focusing here on defining moments that help team to be more connected and more uh, better performing. And um, today's episode is dedicated to serving together. And uh, to start, we'll check in with each other. So me, Hilke, and Carson will answer uh, the questions of how you're feeling and what's your intention for this uh, meeting. So I'll uh, start with saying that I feel really reflective about this topic. This is a big topic to me and it can mean so many things, you know, serving can mean so many things. So my intention is to explore together and, and learn from you. With that, I'm in. Over to you, Hilke. Welcome, Elena, and welcome, everyone. My feeling today is I'm feeling grateful to explore together with you this topic of service. Like every word has its pointer. It evokes something. It can uplift us like almost like a poetry or like a good song. And I'm my intention for this podcast is to explore together how orienting us towards service can uplift us, each other, and how we contribute and uh, enjoy the process of that discovery. With that, I'm in. Over to you, Carson. Thank you, Helga and Elena. Good to be with you. Good to see everyone. Um, you know, today I'm feeling uh, energized. Um, I'm feeling um, excited and um, optimistic um, and also curious, um, you know, always looking to learn. Very grateful, you know, our organization, we just wrapped our uh, fiscal year. And uh, so we uh, had a quiet week this past week. I was able to spend some time with family, uh, which was uh, rejuvenating. Um, very grateful for that time. It really reminds me of why I work so diligently. Um, and now I'm back, back with my team and uh, ready to dive into the new challenges. I'm hearing of some changes and things of that nature. So obviously, uh, you know, taking all of that in and really figuring out our strategic direction forward. My attention for the time today is really to learn and to share where uh, giving and servant leadership has uh, made all the difference in the world um, for myself as an individual contributor and also as a team leader and part of a, a vibrant organization. So with that, I am in. And Elena, I'll turn it back to you. Welcome, welcome, Carson. Welcome, Hilke. And I would like to kind of start this um, discussion or exploration with the question, what serving means to you and why do you find it relevant uh, to the team context? Hilke, do you want to go first? Thank you for that. So as persons, as human beings, as team members, as leaders, we're always sitting in this moment. And we always have a choice of where do we put our time and attention? 
And from an egoic perspective, it tends to go to a very contracted little bit of me, like little bitty, midi, my little goals, my this and that. And that can be great because it has to happen. It also is very limited. And so when we put ourselves in service to something, when we think about a greater goal, and I'm thinking about teams that I've been on or that I'm on, where we put ourselves together behind a greater goal, it gives me a bigger perspective. I give a pers bigger perspective of, ah, this is the whole field I am I'm playing towards. Like I'm not playing towards my individual passing of the ball. I'm playing towards the, the, the greater goal, the greater game that I'm in, and I'm only a part of that. And that both relaxes me. It helps me to see my the, that I'm a part and I'm not everything. And at the same time, it increases my sense of dedication because I realize I am not only playing for me, I'm actually playing for the team. And I've seen that dynamic, that shift on, over and over. Like, for example, a team invariably will have conflict, disagreement, right? And so when I mm, get completely obsessed by my own little perspective or opinion, there will be no, no solution. There will be no resolution, right? However, when two people start to see the bigger picture, like, what are we here for? What are we standing for? What is it that we're healing? Here to do. Why is this really important to us both? Then we can start to find creatively new solutions for it. So, to me, serving a bigger goal, serving a bigger purpose, energizes. It gives perspective. It helps us to connect to each other, and actually, at a deeper esoteric level, it connects us deeper to truth because we are not separate. We are connected to everything. So that is a bit of how I relate to that. Carson, what about you? Yeah, this is a powerful topic um, and it resonates on a lot of different levels because I think, you know, each of us is capable of great things. Uh, you know, we're given different circumstances and talents often that we inherit um, or that are God given. But uh, there is an ego driven desire, I think, often that um, is to be a hero. But when we serve as a hero maker, um, that is, in fact, when the real impact and fruitful relationships and dynamic partnerships happen. And what I mean by that is when we can uncover within the ecosystem of everyone that we touch, uh, there's so many different people in our sphere uh, that we touch. This could be colleagues. This could be our leadership. This could be people that we uh, work for, that work for us. This could be customers. This could be partners. Whomever it is, whomever is in that sphere, it's critical that we understand what looks like success to these people and how can we serve that plight? And if you can uncover that, that is how you will unlock your optimum success. I think it's really important to realize, and we're going to unpack a lot of these today. There's different definitions of serving with people. Um, you can serve outcomes as a team to a customer. Um, you can also do volunteerism as a team and serve a common plight. And I think those are uh, really important things that we're going to unpack today. But what I think is getting grounded in that definition is really understanding uh, what is a desired outcome of someone you can seek to serve. And if you show up looking to serve as opposed to being served or getting the opportunity for everyone to have mutual benefit is limitless. Thank you, Carson. 
Um, I, I'm thinking about listening to both of you about this whole shift of, um, you know, from getting mentality into giving mentality. And it's not something that just kind of happens like that. And um, I um, remember that uh, fairly big chunk of my professional career was around um, transactionalism, right? A lot of transactions like I do this, I get this. How about you do this for me and I will give you this, you know, when you have your, your power and authority to give thanks to people and so on. So that whole transactional approach is deep, deeply in, in, um, in us and um, um, shifting to something outside of that is not really easy uh, so my I'm, I'm just wondering you know how do you how do you personally maybe making that shift for yourself or made that shift if you have examples of that uh, particularly in a challenging situation um, and how do you help your teams with that I love that question I'll dive right in so First, how do we make that shift? And that shift from getting to giving can feel like a, an inner revolution, transformation, right? Because so much of us is conditioned to always need to get good grades, uh, get first in class, get the scholarship, get into college, get a good job, get fed, get a mate get a house. I mean, it's like a whole society, get pleasure, get a good game, get a good show, what, the, 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 you know, get a good barbecue, whatever it might be. It's all about that. Right. So, so we're, we're very trained in that. So how do we work with that? Now, the first thing is to not make that wrong because when we make that wrong, we'll go into a space of shame and blame where there's no growth. It's, it's just feeling bad and there's no growth there. The next thing is then to say, okay, but what is true? That, that's how I make that shift. Like what is true here? So when I work on a team, I ask myself, okay, so what is really true here? And invariably I stumble into like, it's not only about Hilka. It's not only about Hilka. For example, I work with a team to build a business. You know, I could take this very selfishly and just build it around me, right? I could do that. But when I really take a step back, actually, that's not in harmony. It's not in truth. And it's not going to work either because I'm going to limit myself for what's only like possible by me. And I'm only one person, right? So I have to think about the bigger part of giving. And so that's, that's what helps me to make that shift by asking myself, what is really true? And what is true means I have to incorporate the, the bigger perspective. The thing I want to add to this is, since we got so much getting training, it's useful for me to give myself some giving training and very plain vanilla giving training. But for example, by volunteering or by reaching out to a person or by being in, you know, in, on the, being hiking and picking up the trash or something that I can do to remind myself that I am not only about getting. That's something I learned for my survival. Yes, I need to learn that for my survival. And now I'm evolving to a wider consciousness of giving. Carson, what about you? 
This is an amazing topic. I think where I would challenge everyone listening and, and taking this in today to really try to train yourself is around understanding how am I in a unique position to serve and support everyone I touch. For me, this journey um, happened, um, you know, very naturally throughout the course of time. It was a realization, a wake-up call that I had. Um, you know, I think there's an inherent selfishness, perhaps in your 20s. Uh, you're coming up, you're learning in your career. When you have that that epiphany, though, that you don't know everything and that you're on that constant quest for learning, hopefully you have that. That's when I think you really realize the importance of servant leadership. Elena, you said something very important earlier around, uh, you know, we're, we're very results driven. There's transaction focus. A lot of times we're after that widget or that project completion. And uh, that's what we're hearing from above. And so that's where we're singularly focused. But I credit a lot of my learning from my time at Microsoft. When I joined Microsoft almost 10 years ago, um, you know, I was in a position where I was a lot older than some of the people that I was working with on my team. I had a lot more experience, hopefully more wisdom in some areas, but I was surrounded by people that were just absolutely brilliant at their trade. Um, I, a lot of my outreach to customers, because at the time I was in a brand new role that was created, and a lot of my outreach to customers, they didn't just naturally want to talk to me because of the logo on my back. I was uh, coming in inheriting every experience that they had ever had with my company. And so I had to really train my approach to how can I show up differently? How can I serve this person's unique needs? How am I in a unique position because I'm here and I have this team and these resources to serve these people and build community around what we do and around what that person cares about? And that made all the difference in the world. Uh, my team in St. Louis was number one in the world, eight quarters in a row out of that role because we built community and we sought to serve transform into the future. And I've been privileged to be on many, many different teams. But I think what's most important is that a lot of that work that you do is also internal uh, with your teams. I uh, you know, work with a multitude of different individuals and different team resources that support industries, support specific customers, et cetera. And it's so critical that I spend the time and my team spends the time with those people that have common goals. Not all of them are shared, but we have many common goals. We can't operate without each other. We can't be successful without each other. But if I don't understand the motivating factors and forces of everyone that I work with, how can I serve them as well as important internal stakeholders? So looking internally, understanding what are my unique superpowers and strengths and passions and how can I use them to serve others, looking at everyone I touch internally, partners, customers, what are their internal driving forces? How can I seek to serve them uniquely? If you figure those things out and you spend your time focused on that component, you'll be unstoppable. That's, that's great. And uh, I love how, you know, the, our perspectives change over over the time if you look at it through the lenses of you know lifelong experience you can see how uh different uh, each of us was years ago i remember for me reaching the peak of my professional career which you know was a high level executive position and basically 
um, been for years in the mood of getting things, achieving things, you know, accumulating things and going high and, and big and so on, and only to discover that, that there is no happiness there. So you kind of, you get, get, and you could continue in that mode as I've seen others doing, just getting a bigger house, uh, more cars or whatever, um, and a higher position. Um, uh, but um, for me, the, the shift started realizing that there is something that I'm missing. There is something much bigger and more um, meaningful. And for me, the, the process of like looking for what what my mission is here, what I'm doing here on this planet, what what's really meaningful started uh, then. So uh, we're going to talk a little bit more after a short break about things that help you to um again shift the team into the given um spirit and uh, also what do you find as as a um, what what is the bigger goal that really that really inspires you besides besides the business objectives so let's have a little a little break You are listening to the Connected Teamwork podcast by Growth Leaders Network. Do you want to learn more about building the next level of connectedness in your team? Please contact Growth Leaders Network on LinkedIn. And now, back to the show. Hilke mentioned earlier that um, to put himself into the energy of given, he actually goes and does things which would be volunteering or picking up garbage or something uh what about you carson how do you shift yourself into that energy yeah, i love that i think it's important to think about all the different roles that you play um you know i'm a member of my community i'm a member of my church community um, I'm a member of my Microsoft community and I, and also a member of the sales and sales leadership communities. And I have a role and a, and a part to play in all of those communities. So thinking about how you can serve in each of those is very unique and different. Um, I've been very fortunate over the last several years. I started to, uh, because I wrote some books uh, years ago, I had a significant social following and I started to realize that there was a, a benefit that I could bring uh, to my audience. I could leverage my personal brand uh, to amplify others. And I started a podcast very accidentally a few years ago uh, where I was just talking to executives and uh, different folks to amplify their message, um, you know, how I could give into the sales community. Uh, one of the most inspiring ones, though, has been within Microsoft. Uh, you know, we have a very concerted effort uh, called Microsoft Give. And uh, it's a it's a year long uh, event. But uh, during October, uh, we have a, a drive for you know, how do we drive volunteerism and awareness around different causes? Um, you know, Microsoft has a very generous matching program. Um, but I think what's amazing about this is the litany of ways that we really drive this home. You know, we'll have a, a pretty robust kickoff. Um, I was honored to be a part of the kickoff crew this past year and, um, you know, really uh, spending time spotlighting uh, what mattered, you know, what were you know, causes? Why did people give? Uh, finding out what mattered to them. It, it builds a culture of giving. And I think that's why it uh, makes it so vibrant um, because individual winning uh, is a moment in time. But when you win as a team and you work together as a team, it's a prolonged state, uh, very similar to what you articulated earlier. 
Elena. And so um, understanding why people were giving, what were causes that mattered. I've spent time soliciting people that I know for uh, causes that they'd recommend that I can uh, investigate, find out more about and give to every single year and to get that uh, to get that generous match. We do auctions. Um, I was pleasantly surprised that I was able to auction off some coaching and uh, it, it fetched far more than I uh, deserved. But um, finding ways that you can, again, perpetually give to everyone you touch through your unique skills and, and talents and passions. And I've found ability to do that within my team, uh, within my organization, and also uh, with the momentum behind my personal brand, how I can leverage that to give to others. Um, I spend a lot of time coaching. Um, I'm very active in my church as well. And um, I've also done um, a lot lately around uh, Parkinson's uh, because my dad was diagnosed this past year. I ran in a 5K for the Michael J. Fox Foundation, and I've, I've done a lot of fundraising about that. That's, that's really amazing and impressive, Carson. Thank you for sharing this. And what resonates with me really strongly is finding a cause that um, helps you to bring your unique skills, your unique knowledge, your unique experience you know, to the front of it. And for me, for example, um, experiencing given energy is very different from experiencing getting energy, which usually comes when I am in a very, in a much softer, gentler, karma space really focused on another person or a group of people rather than on me kind of what Hilke was talking about removing that whole ego kind of game and and clutter out of the picture and that's where you can really see um of what's what service you could bring to the to the picture and something that i discovered for myself is really evolving around mentoring and coaching women in particular, as I've come across many women in my professional career who have all the skills, talents, and aspirations, but have some challenges with confidence and ongoing doubts, and the process of um, helping them to rely more on their inner strengths um, and discover the unlimited sources of resourcefulness and resilience within them uh, has been really, really rewarding. And that's something I was always happy to do at work, outside of work, in, in any kind of context um, that, that really gives me meaning. What about you, Hilke? As I'm listening to this, I, am, I, I have a picture in mind that I'll share, and then I'll also share how you help teams with this transition. I love music and I love playing in orchestras, which I did much more of when I was in a, a young man. And when, you, when I play in an orchestra, when you're playing in an orchestra, if the focus is solely on how I sound, you're guaranteed going to be off key, out of rhythm and out of the flow. And it's a very uh, stressful experience. I've had that experience. I was trying to be a soloist and all this stuff. And then when you sort of sit yourself in your chair and you start listening, they say playing in an orchestra or singing in a choir is more about actually listening than actually performing. Then you're giving attention to everything around you and you get carried with that energy to contribute as you should, like you're being on the dance floor, right? So that is the energy that I associate with giving, this joining of the flow because I'm giving a dedicated attention to this bigger 
part that I'm part of, the orchestra that I'm part of, whether the orchestra is a literal orchestra or whether it's me and my husband having breakfast together or whether it's me sitting with my team or whether it's me walking on a hike on the on North Mountain close to my house or whether it's uh, giving potatoes at the food bank and putting those into bags or whether it's standing in the supermarket or whether it's driving my car and somebody's cutting in front of me. And so it's a continuous practice for me to say, okay, what is the bigger perspective here? And how do I listen to that? Now, how do you help a team with that transition? For me, it's often a team gets stuck and you can feel the energy going like, like it's, it's, it's stressful, it's tired, it's fretting, it's worrying, it's withholding, this lack of vulnerability, all these things. A simple question that can change, you could say, the light, turn the light on in the room. Have people realize that they're not little soloists that are off key and off base and out of rhythm, but that can help shift is saying, so what are we here for together? Okay, so what are we doing then to pursue that? And what we need to not do to do that? Now, that can sound very Pollyannish, and I'm aware of that. And the, and the practice we sometimes do with teams is ask each member to write, to create an onion, where the inner onion is me, serving me and my family. And invariably, everybody is going to be concerned about that. And let's not lie about that. That's true, right? So we need to serve that. The next one is, how do I serve my team? The next layer. And the next layer becomes, how do I serve my organization? And then the next layer is, how do I serve my customer? And the next layer is, how do I serve society? And simply by doing that practice, it generates ideas and a more integrated focus, right? So for example, the business that we're building is about connectedness, right? So if I put it just on the first two circles, me and my team, it's about doing, being the best in the world and doing a lot of it and making a lot of money in it and becoming really well known for it. Could be, right? You know, when I'm having, drawing my last breaths, I'm probably not going to be very happy with that outcome. If, even if all that happens, like, yeah, yeah, that was interesting, fun. I won the game. Huh, now what? But the bigger perspective is, what is it that we are called to serve into in this society? The society is fraught with polarization. We've forgotten how to re relate to each other. We are much more trained to disconnect and to connect. So how can we make a contribution to that? However small. And that then bigger contribution gives me the energy to keep going also on the days that my results, you could say, on my first and second circle may not be so great, where a project gets postponed or a, a client doesn't like it or a prospect doesn't happen or whatever it is. That doesn't turn my light off. My light gets fueled by this bigger perspective. So that's what I'd like to share on that. That's great. And I love the practicality of, of this of how you could uh, apply this with yourself and with your team, that that whole onion approach and the questions you're looking at, Hilke, and some other questions I recall from just working with you and observing you working with other teams, which are really helpful, uh, is in challenging a conflict context, is like what might serve you, what might best serve right now you, the team, the goals we're pursuing, the organization. So if you keep focusing as a team leader, for example, uh, your team on these questions, 
in every challenging situation, it kind of uh, trains the mind to start thinking um, about others and bigger circles in every single situation and find more integrative, more creative solutions. Um, we only have a few minutes left, so I'm going to ask Carson also to share uh, maybe a practical tip that, that would help to work with the serving um, mode. Yeah, uh, happy to do so. Um, yeah, I like to really, uh, when I'm sitting with teams or you know other business stakeholders that I'm working with as part of my extended team, I always like to ask them, especially at this time of year, at the beginning of our fiscal year, um, if I were able to you know, really expertly deliver one to three tangible outcomes for you that would make incremental impact and difference, what would they be? Um, getting them thinking about what would that output, that outcome look like? And then I can internalize that and get very crisp around what is going to be required in order to do that. What, How am I uniquely qualified to do that? How can I work with my team and the people that work for me in order to deliver that business outcome? Uh, those things are super important. There's only so much fulfillment that you can have by yourself serving yourself. So you want to be very intentional about the investments that you make in others uh, and with others, uh, because that's what exceeds the sum of the parts. Um, I'm going to close with this. You know, I love Tilka's orchestra um, analogy. I am more of a pop culture junkie, um, though I used to play piano. Um, I, I think about a superhero team. Um, you know, by themselves, a lot of the superheroes are troubled, sometimes depressed uh, people with superhuman gifts, right? But they're unsure of their place in the world. But if you watch them united against a common, you know, common enemy, uh, they're an incredible force. They're all working in harmony. And there are different ways, different strengths that each of us bring. So understand the strengths of others, how you can learn from them and activate them, how you can shine a spotlight on the strengths and superpowers of other people that you touch, and how you can serve wins and outcomes to the people that you touch. And that is where great music will happen. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Carson. Thank you, Hilke. And um, this have been this has been a connected teamwork podcast. We hope to see you next Monday. Thank you for listening to the Connected Teamwork Podcast by Growth Leaders Network. Take a moment to reflect on what you learned today that can help build your team. Also, if you like, think about one of your team members and what you appreciate about them. Let them know. Enjoy connecting more deeply to what is great about them. And see you next time at the Connected Teamwork Podcast.